Welcome to episode 257 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by Bass Point Parkrun's favourite son, Ollie Spake. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. And hello, uh, only son, but that still makes me the favourite, <laughs> right? Well, it is in my family. That's how I work things. I tell my son all the time he's my favourite son. How's your week been? It's it's been a crazy week. Um, it has been a nice week, but uh, the joys of starting a new job has really uh, challenged me in ways I never thought imaginable. So good challenges, a lot of learning going on and not nearly enough not park running, dare I say. Oh. Yeah, insert music here. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. Oh. Yeah. We need that um, tragedy music next, do we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Prepare it for next week, perhaps. Uh, I think the, the the comeback might fall a little short, but we might we might have a solution for that coming up later. Oh, good, good. I'm hoping so because this feels awfully like showing up on a Monday without having done the assignment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but did you park run? Did you not? Did you notty? I nottied. Yes. <laughs> yeah, got my notty, and I was looking forward to my notty. Um, so that that was a lot of fun. Um, I chose to notty. <laughs> Here's the reveal as to where I'm up to. If you can do the maths, my naughty on Park Run Day was at Kingston Park. Ah, okay. Yes. Where's Kingston Park? I'm not familiar with that Park Run. Ah, well, it's in Tasmania. Oh, okay. Yes, so just south of Hobart, uh, near where I grew up. So, yeah, it's it's one for the list, but to be honest, I think every Park Run in Tasmania is on my list. <laughs> Big list. And... Um, yeah, I um I look forward to visiting there one day, but nonetheless, it was an opportunity to do a naughty there, and uh, I've done one since. So look, I'm making my way through the alphabet, but I'm really hoping you've got a solution for me, you or or our our lovely listeners, our community that always seem to bail me out. And it was City to Surf weekend. It was. Yes. Did you get out there, Mel? For City to Surf. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely did my naughty, my city to surf naughty, <laughs> fourteen <laughs> kilometre city to surf naughty, which uh, was a it was a bit crowded at the start line for me this year. I had uh, company. Oh wow, wow! So the attendance at the Meltdown Trail to Weir had doubled from last year. Wow, that event is just going from strength to strength. <laughs> I even remembered the chalk to mark the start line. Yep. So that was good. Uh, stashed, stashed the chalk in a hollow log afterwards. So I went back today to retrieve that. <laughs> That's very organised. All, all there, I hope. It was. Excellent. It was. It was in a snaplock yeah. bag. Yep. <laughs> and in marking the start line, were you organised into groups given the crowd numbers? You know, was there a red group and a green group? And <laughs> no, but I did have yellow, red and blue chalk. Oh, Oh, there you go. That's yeah. very much on brand. I didn't think about the seating, but I yeah. I always get caught with that app, that City to Surf app, mm. because I was all stressing about how I was going to press my Garmin and press the app at the same time with the one hand. Mm. I had to choose which one to do first. So I press my Garmin to start and then I press the app to start and then it does a countdown and that caught me last year too. Did that catch you? Yes, yes. <laughs> Although I did it in – I. No, I did it exactly the same as you. There we are. Yes. <laughs> yep. And I remember from last year that every kilometre I had a little cheer and mm. a congratulations and that didn't happen. I was all disappointed. 
Yeah, I was getting notifications along the way, which I thought was lovely, um, but I didn't hear much cheering. Um, and I, I was kind of hoping for a bit of Bon Jovi. I don't know if I'm imagining Bon Jovi from last year, <laughs> but at the halfway point, um, nice encouragement, but no Bon Jovi. Yeah, I think there was a three-kilometre alert, a five-kilometre, and then a 10, and that was about it. Oh, and then you've got 100 metres to go. Yes, yes, the much-awaited 100 metres to go. Uh, how was your course measurement? Oh, really good, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I popped out exactly at the Weir, at the historic viaduct, uh, at 14 kilometres, exactly where I wanted to be. Oh. So. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I, I look not that I wish the uh, trail to wear to um, to carry on in place of city to surf, but hey, if you do it next year, I dare say you could probably handle some some more numbers with that level of organisation. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish I had a rope some you know, gorillas or smurfs you know, <laughs> along the way. That would have helped. That's right. You just get out there a bit earlier with a bit more chalk, a lot of blue chalk and a lot of brown chalk. <laughs> Yeah. I could have drawn them on the path, couldn't I? Maybe I should have gone out the day before and done a recce and drawn my own, <laughs> my own motivational messages on the footpath. Well, that's right because it never rains out your way. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you do it a couple of day, over a couple of days. But you had you had company on your city to surf too. I did. I was fortunate enough. There were three of us at the start line. So um, thank you, Chris and Kerry Fraser, uh, for joining me at the start and – I was fortunate enough to run most of the course with Chris. He sent me on ahead at one point um, and then probably caught up to me. But the course measurement was probably the, uh, let's say, the less strong point for us. Um, I, I think we may have taken one or skipped one turn. And uh, as such, we had the pleasure of finishing twice. How, how do you finish twice? <laughs> you, did you have to go back out? <laughs> To add some distance. Yeah, you get to the destination. Right. And you head back out. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Bondi, you know, you, you go past the finish line and turn around. We just wanted to savour that experience. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm, that's exactly what, that's that's the only reason. I'm not a fan of those park runs where you run past the finish line. <laughs> you have to do that extra little bit. Funnily enough, that's how my own Alice Palace not park run is uh, oh, right. devised because I get back to the start point and I'm short so I have to run down to the end of the street and back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's why I keep changing Bass Point, not Park Run. Is, uh, it finishes a kilometre from home. So uh, sometimes I just have to, uh, yes, adapt it to be a little more convenient. But I didn't ask about your not Park Run day. Well, there's not much to tell. It was pretty It was pretty quiet and it, it was uneventful and it was just me running around the block. Hmm. Classic not park run. Lovely. Yes. Well yeah. done, Mel. Thank you. <laughs> but what have we got coming up in this episode? Well, yeah, look, we have some real park run coming up in this episode. Um, so just to just to give us a bit of balance uh, to our, I guess, our, our naughty experiences there. So um, we've got a, a roving report from a new voice we haven't heard from before. Our informant is back and an interview a little later on with a bit of a Western flavour, Mel. Hmm. And to recap a couple of things that hmm. I've noted, Ollie, from last week, there was a positive response to the informant's Trans-Tasman Peel Club stats. Yes. So I, I came to thinking that, uh, seeing as the Peel Club 
is named after the first person who completed all the states and territories in Australia. It probably needs a new name if, if there's going to be a second club that encompasses <laughs> New Zealand. And am I not mistaken that the informant said Tim Oberg was the first person to have completed? I heard it too. Yes. I heard it too. I heard it too. Yeah, so my yeah. suggestion is that this new Trans-Tasman Club should be called the Big Cheese Club. Yes. Well, uh, look, it's a it's a great achievement and uh, maybe quite appropriate. Probably has more of a ring than the, uh, what would that be, the uh, TTPC. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Big Cheese Club. Yes. Oh, and another thing that there was, there was more Strava art by Patrick, say his last name, Ollie. <laughs> Patrick Shimitek. Yes, he did another Strava art, not quite to the same level as the Adventuresaurus the previous week, but he did a hypnotic knotty. <laughs> so, yes, and um, Bruce, our ideas man, he thought that that could have been a hypnotty. <laughs> I love it. I love mm. it. And... Sam Schroeder over in the Streaky Group. She joined the Not Peel Club. I thought that was clever. Yes, rather than the Unpeeled Club. Yeah, well done, Sam. That's that's a fantastic achievement. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a good a good incentive. She's obviously done a knotty in every state and territory. Yeah, mm. just as with Weirral Park Run, I've got a long way to go. But uh, yeah, we can we can all live and dream. So back to September, Ollie. Okay. You said yes. you've completed two for the week. Yeah. Mm. My next one will be at Lake Mac. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. So there was two. So we know K was King Kingston Park. Kingston yep. Park. That's right. And previously, I'd managed Ginderbine. Um, yes. So um, I, by my calculations, I'm at least four park runs behind. Uh. As in, uh, I need an extra half a week to a week uh, to join everyone. You might have to do your alphabet out of order. Mm, I think so. Mm. Well, I didn't do quite as well this week with my my September challenge. I got five. I um, attended Ocean View, which mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned last week because I'd done that on the Monday. Mm. The wedding uh, or the proposal venue. Yes. Uh, yep. And then I went to Pioneer Dairy. Oh yes. I had an idea that I might have been able to catch up with Caro at Pioneer mm. Dairy. I think it's up her way, if I'm mm. yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Then for my queue, I dropped into Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. Casino, thinking I could do a royal wave. Yep. <laughs> over to Pippa. Remember when Mel did that? They did those. They both did the Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Park runs and waved at each other. Very well coordinated. Then for for R, I went back to Rouse Hill, mm-hmm. which is an event that I've done. Longest run. As a freedom. Freedom run out, yeah. Mm, lovely event. Beautiful yes. course. Yes, yeah. yes. And then Sirame I went to. Ah. Always have fond memories of Sirame because Scott Mel interviewed the founding event director, I think, in episode one. Yes, yes. I, I still remember where I heard that interview, where I was running. Yeah. Ah, cool. Mm. Yeah, so I even looked up if I could buy Cirame wine at any of my local bottle shops because I just thought that would have been a nice little to run with connection. No, <laughs> 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 oh, no, dear me, just as a just as a after, just you know refreshment yeah, brunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's where I got up to five. Well done, Mel. You look you're. 
streaks ahead. Yes. So does that mean that you will jumble out of order in you know in a more advanced version of, of my jumbling, or are you going to take a pause as you uh, as you reach the end of the month? Yeah, I think I'll pause. Hmm. Well, what have we got? About uh, twelve days left. I believe so. Yes. And I got six left. So uh, every second day. Yeah. Hmm. That won't be too bad. I'll just slow down. And in other news around Australia, actual park running news, we had three launches this last Saturday, Ollie. Three? Mm-hmm. That, that feels like a big week, Mel. Have we had three launches any time recently? It's almost a super Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think there has been three or four on one day mm. from memory. Yes, that's right. It, it, shortly after the relaunch, I think. Yeah. Or the unpause. I think we've had three in Victoria on one day. Ah, yes, yes. Got a feeling. See, it's just a distant memory, clearly. But uh, where were these launches? Well, there was one over in Western Australia at Homestead. I think it's the suburb of Thornley. We might hear about that shortly. Ah, uh, yes, yep. And Queensland had two, Fodder Forest and Glenoma. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Hopefully somebody can... Let us know. Yeah. Fantastic to see some more park runs getting up and running. And uh, I'm sure with the way things are, are moving and the summer months coming, we'll, we'll see a few more very, very soon. But uh, congratulations to those events and all the teams and volunteers making that possible and the park runners, of course. It's pretty hard to have, a, uh, I think, a, a park run without park runners, of course. <laughs> But, Mel, you did allude to it, and, yes, we do have a roving report uh, from someone we haven't heard from before. Sarah has given us a roving report from Homestead. So uh, why don't we have a listen to her and catch up with the latest from the informant as well. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. You haven't heard from me before. My name is Sarah Jefferson and I'm an avid parkrun adventurer and I'm recording um, from Western Australia. In fact, today I'm actually joining you from a new, brand new launch parkrun called Homestead Parkrun, which is located in the suburb of Thornley. It's located about 17 kilometres from the Perth CBD And it's really exciting for me as I actually have never visited this suburb before at all. And I guess that's what I probably love about Parkrun, that it enables you to explore your own backyard and places you would never go otherwise. So as I was arriving this morning, um, there were, and there still are, three busy car park marshals ushering people onto the grassy oval already. So I can see that it's busy and the word actually has in fact got out that there is a new launch park one run here in Western Australia. So I'm here nice and early as well because I've heard that there is a welcome to country at 7.45am. So I'm heading down to check that out and I'll report back to you afterwards with how I've gone. Hi everyone, it's Sarah checking back in. Yes, I'm still riding on the high of it and I have not even had my caffeine dose this morning yet. So it's an out and back course along the Canning River, beautiful scenery. Um, You run under two bridges as you go out and there were lots of words of encouragement written along the path today and lots of words of of encouragement spoken and shouted out as well, which I loved. Um, For me personally, I need to make sure that I'm actually um, looking at 
and enjoying the river. I think for all its beauty next time, um, I was kind of quite in awe and consumed with all of the beautiful messages that had been written in chalk along the path. So for me, I'm definitely coming back and I'm going to be focusing on the river and, and seeing, you know, all the beauty that that has to offer as well. Loved hearing everyone thank the volleys. Um, that makes me feel really warm and fuzzy inside. So I loved hearing that. I had a quick chat to Rodney, the event director and the run director at the end. There was 277 participants today for their first park run. So the word clearly got out that there was a launch. I've never ever heard the run briefing delivered in the form of poetry and a call and response format. So well done to Rodney for that. As he said, Homestead, we all needed to respond by shouting out the words park run. So this is one that I will surely remember and his incredible creativity is to be congratulated. Um, and I did not realise that you could rhyme all of the things that needed to be spoken in the briefing. So I think you've just um, set a challenge there, Rodney. Um, what a great event. If you're ever in Western Australia, come and check it out. I also love to see there were so many children participating, which I loved. I really, I tried hard to get an interview with Rodney, but he was adamant that he would um, clap each individual across the line as they finished, which I am in awe of and I think is is great. So for me though, Saturday morning commitments and coffee were starting to call. So I'll check in and I'll visit in a few weeks time again and, and have an interview and, and see how he went. This is The Informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. It has been a blockbuster week with many global stats breaking post-COVID records. We had records in the number of events held, number of runners, number of PBs, number of 50 and 250 milestones. There were 205 runs held in Australia, down four on last week. This was out of 1,409 worldwide across 18 countries. There were six launches. Fodders Forest and Glenoma in Queensland, Homestead in the WA, and overseas one new in Germany, two new in the UK. Aussie attendance was down about 200 to 20,842 out of 173,003 worldwide, which is up 73 on last week. Down under, we had 2,026 PBs, while 799 people participated for the first time. 59 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 101 people reached their 50 milestone, 52 reached their 100 milestone, and 8 people reached their 250 milestone. 12 people called Bingo. David O'Brien was quickest with 159 events, while Vincent Naylor was slowest on 306 events. Just three new states people this week. Amanda Pernichelle in Northern Territory, Anthony Patterson and Adrian Crossing in South Australia. The dual launch in Queensland null and voids the three former states people status up there. In the top 20 most events list, we have a new entrant. Neil Scott enters at 19th after running at the Fodders Forest launch. Otherwise, no movements in the top 20. 
Overall biggest mover was Martin Hawkins, who jumped 14 places to 195 at Nathan Road. Due to the previously mentioned launches, there was a hive of activity on the Wilson Index, with 423 making modest improvements. Biggest mover is Indra Siva, who went from 0 up to 6. Fun fact, 384 out of the 423 Wilson movers came from those previously on zero. Follow-up question from Bruce asking where the Peel Plus members come from. Starting with the usual disclaimer that I can't be sure where people come from, other than counting where most of their runs are. It appears of the 15 runners, 12 are from Australia, one from New Zealand, one from Singapore, and one from the UK. How's that for a short, succinct, no-nonsense report? If you want to see these stats in full, you can download your own spreadsheet. Look for The Informant on Facebook or visit the blog at www.theinformant.me. That's The Informant, all one word, dot M-E. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. Lovely to hear from Sarah for her very first roving report. You did really well, Sarah. And our informant again giving us all the stats. But Ollie. You've got mail. We've got a message from Bruce. Bruce got back in touch. Bruce, the ideas man. Yes, yeah. Bruce is absolutely uh, just full of ideas at the moment. So, um, I hope it's a good one. So listen carefully, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping this, this would be it. This is some instructions yep. for you. September update. When we started the Naughty Alphabet, it was meant to be a pace to October the 30th at Zilmia. Ultimately, it became a PB sprint and we arrived there early, but we'll be returning for the 30th. Have already started planning an appropriate Z costume for that day. Oh. In the meantime, Nadine and I have started the... SSS snakes, or is that supposed to be snakes? Snakes. Snakes challenge, and we'll be staying alive to fill the spare days with notties. <laughs> P.S. Ollie, if you don't quite make the full alphabet by then, please use the old one, two, skip a few, and we'll see you in Zilmia for the 30th. So there you go. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's a date. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> So they must be just doing S Park runs. Yeah. Maybe I can do that too. Well, there are some good yeah, ones. Yeah, maybe I'll do that yes. too. Yeah. I wonder why they picked S. Oh, oh, look, I think I think there are some great S Park oh. runs around. I mean, certainly some local <laughs> favourites here. Um, Sandon Point and St Peter's, some of my favourites. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't think of many others. <laughs> maybe I'll just keep going mm. to Siramay. Yes. Gives you a chance to go back to the yeah. bottle. <laughs> I think I've got to order online. I did mean to do that this afternoon, have a look it up. Uh, I just thought it would be yes. nice, little memento until I can mm. get there in person. <laughs> I, I think you, we've got to do these things. Show our support. <laughs> but thank you, Bruce. Uh, thank you for your support uh, to my cause, and I look forward to seeing you and many others at Zilmir on the 30th. I'm marking that in the calendar because I'll wind up a day late. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some things aren't as flexible, uh, unlike the city to surf, which gives you a whole lot of time to complete your city to surf virtually. Oh, we had a whole week, didn't we? We did. We did. We both got out there on day one. That's right. Yeah. 
yeah, look, <laughs> some challenges I can manage. Uh, <laughs> other ones, other ones a bit lapse. Uh, but Mel, um, as you well know, we had a city to surf theme at Dazza's this week. And uh, Dazza did say, of course, is it Parkrun Day? We're not really sure here at Dazza's. It seems more like Groundhog Day. Please come in and tell us all your adventures. Also, it's City to Surf Weekend and Mel and Ollie will be running it virtually. And fun fact, Steve Monaghetti holds the course record of 40 minutes and three seconds set in 1991. Steve is better known for his cameo with Bubblebird this week. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, Bubblebird really seems to associate uh, itself with uh, a whole lot of characters. But, uh, yeah, well done, Steve, for, for getting into the club. Well, I know. I'm a little bit jealous of Bubblebird. I would really like to meet Steve Monaghetti down at Ballarat. Yes. He volunteers regularly at Ballarat Park Run. And I've been there yeah. a couple of times and I haven't been fortunate enough to be there on a day when Steve was in attendance. But, yeah. A great supporter. Um, and... We were full of great supporters at Dazz's too, so thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we heard from a few of our park runners. Firstly, Trent Flesser, who reported Mud Jurabar, Mud Jurabar Park Run, living up to its reputation. Bit of a wet one. And Claire Stutchbury. The touristing continues. 200th run today at event number 101, New Farm Park Run. Sadly, the fiancé was one second off another stopwatch bingo number. There's too much lining up previously, Mel. I think the <laughs> the bingo number is going to have to wait. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And our own Lyndall Murray. I ran at Echo Ripley this morning. Now coffee courtesy of my hairdresser, who is bravely sorting out my quarantine hair. Yeah, I think the hairdressers are uh, busy down my way too at the moment, Mel. And Janet Reed. Well, Dazza. Today was a good day. Alicia Hopper and I kept Jeff in our sights, making sure he continued to follow doctor's walking orders. Then it was coffee time, followed by being good SA citizens. We increased our fruit intake, rehydrated, and boosted the South Australian economy with a glass of wine, or three. Don't you love our shirts? Sending good vibes to our wonderful friends in lockdown. And thank you, Janet, for the shirts. Uh, I dare say, Mel, we're fans mm -hmm. of the shirts with the uh, hashtag partners in wine. Yes. <laughs> yes, they're very good. And we heard from Mandy Oliver, a run walk for me for my 99th park run at Surface out of 198 runs. B to GC tomorrow, so preserving the legs. So... Ollie, uh, bridge to Gold Coast, would that be? I, I haven't done my research. Surely it's not Brisbane to Gold Coast, is it, Mandy? Mm. That's a big one, but the numbers are lining up there for Mandy. Um, there's a there's a big uh, big lining Ooh, up there yeah. happening there. Yep, yep. Yes. She'll get yeah. her ton. B to GC, I think, is a Brisbane to Gold Coast cycle challenge. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yes. Phil Olsen, sausage rolls after park run today. So... He's jumping on the sausage roll bandwagon. And Pippa White, ah, crap, Dazza. So sorry I'm late. Five-kilometre parkrun day was super fun. A big British pod meetup at Oakland's. Then the joy that is juniors and the delight of 37 finishes. Hot chocolate, a big glass of water and a cinnamon bun, please. And Tracy Wood. Morning team, already had my coffee and ready to volley as barcode scanner at Southbank Parkrun. And as usual, I forgot the photo. 
here's me with the visiting Wagyu Bridge troll. And we heard from Wagyu Bridge Parkrun. Wagyu Bridge troll made it to Queensland, a parkrun at Southbank Parkrun, to check out the bridge over the river. They just wanted me to say Wagyu all those times. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. And our Bailey shot, Tanya Bailey. Just a nice knotty walk down the beach in the sun with my two favourite boys. Brett Bailey, five kilometre knotty down the beach with Tanya and Brunner, then off to surf club opening day. And Rebecca Bailey, no knotty for me this morning, but a lovely three kilometre walk with friends along the river. So a nice theme there for a Bailey shot this week. Mm. And uh, my um, my running buddy, Chris Fraser, cheated. <laughs> that, that is not on not on City to Surf Day for the record, everyone. Um, this is what he had to say. Cheated. No run completed. Not planning to either, but the post-park run sausage roll is still in play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Val Warwick. Hi, Dazza. A cuppa in bed at park run time today. Having a little lockdown here in Devonport because we came back from the deep south yesterday morning and they've joined you all in lockdown. Had to scramble last night to get someone to do our volley rolls this morning. Sending all you serious lockdowners lots of hugs. And right back at you, Val. I hope you guys have enjoyed the Park Run Day rest and are back out there soon. And, Mel, we did also have uh, one from Melissa Ellis, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have to read out, but uh, our highlight was to see the budgies. <laughs> yes, well, there wasn't much else to show, so I thought <laughs> I would just find something that people might find interesting. The uh, often-mentioned budgerigars. That's right. And Peter Pullman, we completed another suburb sign this week, Wickham, and we got to participate in a live treasure hunt. Some sticker slappers we follow on Instagram posted a sticker pack drop and we took a 600-metre diversion to get there first. And Peter shared the album that Sonia's compiled, including an array of very Newcastle-themed stickers. Mmm, mmm. It looks like they got a few. Well done, guys. I'm very intrigued by these sticker slappers. I wonder if we've got anything like that going around Melbourne Mm, or is it uh, just a Newcastle thing? Have you ever heard of it before? Mm. No, never before. But it sounds like a lot of fun Mm. and, you know, I I think there's a good synergy there with the Not Park Run that uh, Peter is highlighting. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see more of it. And Jackie O'Connell got out for a run at Cape Not Park Run again. Yep, it felt like Groundhog Day with lots of wind along the coast today. And Bernadette Bennett, we decided midweek to return to Ash Island, our venue last Saturday, for our knotty, and now discover it is Groundhog Day. How appropriate. Very windy, but rain is gone, so all is good. And Ingrid Botha, about to go and walk the dog, keeping the streak going. And Abigail's mum, I've well and truly dragged Lindley into my streak. I'm up to day 46, and we had a lovely 12-kilometre walk along the Werribee River, followed by a late lunch, panini, and a coffee in the piazza. Happy Park Run Day, adventurers. Oh, got through that one. (laughs) (laughs) And Nadine Crawford, logged my knotty at Seacliff Esplanade. Now that Bruce and I have finished our alphabet challenge, we are doing the S challenge while waiting for Septober Extravaganza on October the 30th keeping the knotty streak alive so we will all be trained up when real park run resumes. 
That's a good point. Yes, I need to be back on the bandwagon. I need that training. And last but certainly not least, we heard from Michael Scott. Good morning, adventurers. Glad you had good memories of your visit to Lakeview Park Run, which, Mel, of course, we reminisced about Mm. last week, didn't we? Uh, Michael went on to say, my update on September challenge. Have completed notties at Frog Hollow, Ginandera, Hamilton, Inverloch, Jubilee Way, Kira, Launceston and Main Beach. And that was today. Nil, Ocean View and Port Ferry coming up with Yowie programmed as my Why Notty. On track for Zilmere on the 30th. And I am sorry that none of my notties are as awesome as Adventuresaurus, <laughs> but it is contributing to my virtual Camino, 773 kilometres in five months. Well done, wow, Michael. Wow, that's a, that's a good effort. Yes, yeah. I think uh, a pretty cool way to do it. I mean, the, the actual Camino would be would be fantastic as well, but uh, that's a massive, massive effort, Michael. Um, and, uh, yeah, love to hear where you're up to. Are you are you tracking where you're travelling through through Spain as you go? Getting the stamps, they get the stamps, don't they? Yes. And I think a few people are going to be turning up at Yowie as well. Mm. I know that's where I plan to go when I get to Y. All right, that's going to have to be one of the ones I pick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Thank you everybody for dropping in again at Dazzers. Yeah, lovely to hear from you all. And Mel, it's also been lovely to hear from our next guests who you caught up with this week uh, for a bit of a catch-up, including Sarah and Amanda from Cottesloe Park Run. So uh, should we have a listen? Let's do that. Our guests today hail all the way from Cottesloe Park Run in Western Australia and join us to discuss their park run course and touristing in WA. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah Jefferson and Amanda Maloney. Thanks for having us, Mel. No worries. Hi there. <laughs> Hello. So, Amanda, if I can start with you, I believe you were the founding event director at Cottesloe. That's right. Uh, I was all the way back in 2015. So it's been going for a couple of years now. And how did you become involved with starting up a parkrun course? So it all began, in fact, with a trip to Nepal, of all places. And I went to Nepal with a group of people from an organisation called Upside Nepal. So Upside Nepal is a not-for-profit organisation based in Cottesloe here in Western Australia. And... We went to Nepal on a volunteering trip to help set up an apple orchard. And the way the organisation works is that people in Western Australia or other people in the country in Australia donate to Upside Nepal and those dollars are used to help Nepalese people set up apple orchards in certain places in Nepal. And those apple orchards generate an income for the villages in which they are set up and are used to fund local health posts and schools. So it's a brilliant organisation, but with every brilliant not-for-profit organisation, there needs to be funding. So we started to uh, I started a running club, essentially, which trained for the city to surf. And one of the issues that we faced was that we couldn't 
we couldn't as a group find a time that suited everyone to get together and run a certain course. So we stumbled across Parkrun. And we really liked the idea of Parkrun because it's at a set time, it's a weekly run, and it's everyone at their own pace. So because the organisation based here in Perth was in Cottesloe, we thought, well, hey, why don't we set up our own Cottesloe Parkrun? And anyone in the community can join, and it might actually be a vehicle that we can use to raise awareness about Upside Nepal. And so we did. Uh, And then the process sort of became a little more arduous from there because the the um, the course was was difficult to map out, and the reason is because it was close to lots of roads, and we wanted to be near the ocean because of how beautiful it is in Cottesloe. Anyone that has been there will will I'm sure agree. And so that's when I decided to to really focus on the the Cottesloe Parkrun idea, and not just for raising awareness about Upside Nepal, but also as a community initiative. And really, to make the most out of that beautiful view and that beautiful path that uh, we can we can all in- enjoy, and so I met with John Story, who was the uh, territory manager at the time, and we mapped out a couple of different routes. And it wasn't until very recently that that initial route actually changed very very slightly, um, and that's only because the start and finish line changed. But otherwise, it's still the same beautiful route along the Cottesloe coast. And the run directors that I began with were Mark Gibbs, Lida Haywood, and um, and myself, and also my mum, Lorraine Pesce, was heavily involved. So from the very beginning, it was just a couple of men on the ground trying to do their best every week in rain, hail, or shine to get the event started. Oh, wow. So can you describe the course for us? I can. So uh, the course is, uh, well, it begins, it used to begin, at um, Cottesloe Beach, Cottesloe Main Beach, which is across the road from the restaurant strip in Cottesloe. And we run south towards Fremantle, but not quite that far. And we um, we turn around there and head down onto the beach. So part of the course is on the sand, um, more or less about 800 metres to a kilometre on the sand. And then we, we head back to the um, upper a wooden ramp and up to the to the start point, which is again where we we used to start and finish. However, the course has changed in the last couple of months. So uh, the only thing that has really changed is the start and finish line. We're just uh, about a kilometre or two from the initial start point uh, to a to another sort of park ground with a park bench. And again, a beautiful view of the ocean, but the the actual course itself hasn't changed. Okay, and as you said, uh, Cottesloe started in twenty fifteen in April of that year, and it's now had two hundred and ninety three events as of today, I believe. The attendance record is three hundred and four, set on Christmas Day in twenty nineteen. So that must have been a surprise for an event that averages eighty three. Uh, it looks like your numbers are higher over summer. So is Cottesloe mostly a holiday town? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Definitely a, a beautiful place to holiday, so would highly recommend it. <laughs> but, uh, but with the Christmas Day events, we've done a couple of them and each time there has been a great turnout, as you mentioned, the 2019 being the uh, record attendance. 
And what a what a day it was! It was a really big surprise to see so many people uh, turn up. And I think what really attracts everyone to that location on Christmas is the beautiful beach, the crystal clear waters at that time of year. It's usually nice and warm. And what better way to finish off a park run than a dip in the ocean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I also noticed that Phil Gore was the first finisher at your launch, the first finisher at your launch. And we heard from Phil on the pod recently when he spoke to Cam at Tamworth Wetlands about his Birdies Backyard Ultra. Uh, so you've got a good community out there. You've got, uh, you know, a tight-knit park running community. We do, yeah. There are people that I know have met through Cottesloe Parkrun and have become really good friends and have even gone on to become running buddies. So they run during the week, they catch up on Saturdays after the run, but also outside of that. So being invited to birthdays um, of people that I've met through Parkrun, which is fantastic. So it's really, um, yeah, it's really created a community environment and I think we've we've been through thick and thin times to get attendance numbers up to getting approvals from the town of Cottesloe and I think that's actually brought brought us all together and has made it necessary for us to really work together as a team. So is is the brunch the post park run brunch a key factor at Cottesloe? It is, yeah, it is. We, we've, we've tried out a few different cafes. So we've tried out Il Lido. We like the coffee there. And we also like Beaches, another cafe along the Strip. And more recently, we've been trying to arrange for a coffee van to actually be located at our start and finish line. And, um, and I'm sure Sarah can give us a few updates about that if there have been any over the last few weeks. Yes, we're really hoping that that will arrive either this coming Saturday or the following week. So we're just waiting on the council permit for that. Brilliant. So how has the Cottesloe Parkrun community been since coming back from last year's pause? Have you noticed any significant differences? I might hand over to you, Sarah. Sure. I think that everyone's really eager to get involved. And I know myself that I don't really like missing a park run now because we really take them for granted. So we haven't actually seen that our numbers have dropped. We've actually probably seen the opposite where maybe more people are involved. We're getting lots of first timers each and every single week, which is really great to see. Sarah, you are also an RD at Cottesloe, but you are a keen West Australian tourist, having around 193 park runs across 66 different events at, in six countries. And I believe you've done every event in WA, including today's launch at Homestead. Is that right? Very close, Mel. I've only got one more to do in Kununurra. Oh, okay. Yes. But it's proving to be quite difficult to get to. And going from last Saturday's forecast, it was 40 degrees. So I think it might be a little too warm to head up there now. Um, but yes. So what's the distance sort of from where you are? Um, it would be in the thousands of kilometres. I don't know, maybe a couple of thousand kilometres. Just to put it this way, that it's actually Port Lincoln in South Australia is now my closest park run. And I'm residing in Perth. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, where borders allow, it will be closer for me to go to South Australia. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So how many events are there now in WA? 43 is what I've got written down. 43 as of this morning. I did attend the Homestead launch this morning, which was really um, a really great event and nice that it was only, you know, a half an hour drive from home. 
um, rather than a plane flight. So that was really great to go to and great to see that lots of people got on board and supported that event as well. And thank you very much for your audio, your debut audio. You're welcome. Now, I saw your first event was Curl Curl. That's in New South Wales. So maybe we should take it back a step and ask, how did you get started with Parkrun back in 2013? Yes, so it did. My parkrun journey did start back in in Sydney um, on the northern beaches. I was living there um, the time, and I had some friends who for for weeks um, were encouraging me to come along, come along. And just like I see now with my friends, I encourage them and encourage them for weeks. I eventually went along, and from then, um, I just love the community feel realized that I wouldn't be coming last ever because there is always a tail walker and I just made some amazing friends who I'm still friends with today and I loved the um, the fact that I'd get up nice and early, get a run in, go and have breakfast and coffee and start my morning off all before 8am, well Kelco runs at 7am because of the netball courts there but you know all before 8am or 9am. So how did you get hooked on touristing? Um, well, I guess when I moved to Perth in 2016, this is when I actually met Amanda, um, I started going down to Cottesloe quite regularly and my partner is um, fly and fly out in the mines. So I would often be going down there by myself. I did love the Cottesloe course because um, I'd do my run and then I'd jump in the ocean. Often I wouldn't even get changed. I would just run straight down into the Indian Ocean. So beautiful. Um, and then I thought, actually, I don't really know much about Perth and I haven't really been anywhere. So kind of used it as an excuse every time my partner was home to check out different locations. Um, and then we'd pick a cafe close to that and explore there as well. Um, and then I guess the touristing for us really kicked off when we went to, to Europe and we thought, oh, my goodness, let's plan our holiday around, you know, checking out different um park runs in France, the UK, Italy. When we were in Italy for park run, we actually had already done 15 kilometres before park run started because we actually went to the Spanish Steps, the Trevi Fountain, and no one was there. <laughs> so kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, we then had to stop after park run and thought we've actually done a half marathon and it's literally 9am. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow. So I was going to ask you because I saw that you've park run all, all around the world. And yep. I wanted to know, you know, if you had any interesting experiences at Parkrun Overseas is in finding the locations or language barriers. How, how has that all worked um, for you? Uh, well, I guess I'm quite fortunate that my partner um, is very good with directions and things like that. So he managed to get us to the place in Italy, but we have I had absolutely no idea what they were saying. We sort of knew the, the rundown with Parkrun. We just basically would follow everyone when they started running and had no idea where we were running. But our most interesting story was probably actually in Australia when we travelled up to Port Hedland this year to complete the park run. We literally went up for the night for the park run, not realising, I think it's above the Tropic of Capricorn, that the park runs actually start at 7am. So we rocked up a little bit late going, oh, my goodness, I think they're finishing. And fortunately, <laughs> we just sprinted and said, please wait, and we managed to catch up to the tail walker just. <laughs> wow. So that was a big lesson and could have been a very expensive lesson for us. So if anyone out there is um, parkrun touristing, make sure you double check the start time. Very important, <laughs> particularly if you're going north. Now, I noticed you've got quite a few Victorian events too in your bag. 
do you have family over here? I do have family in Victoria, so I do feel very fortunate at the moment that we can um, park run here quite freely in Western Australia. Um, so every time I go to Victoria to visit family, I make sure that, sorry, mum, we're getting up nice and early and we're checking <laughs> out a different park run. Unfortunately for my family, it means that the um, the start times are getting a bit earlier because I've kind of done all of the close ones now to her house. I saw that you've even done a Christmas day at Frog Hollow. That was previously my Christmas day destination of choice. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I've loved all of the events that I've done over in Victoria. It's great. Very good. So not including your home park run, this is the question that we like to ask our guests. Can you tell us your top three park runs and why? This is a very hard question, Mel. I feel like this is ask. I'm a teacher. It's you feel like you're asking me to pick my favourite <laughs> student, which I would never say that I have. So I'm going to start in Western Australia with my third one, um, Margaret River. So it's basically a trail run um, beside Margaret River. Um, beautiful trail. It's actually not on a path at all or concrete path. So I feel like I get, you know, lots of uh, the dose, dose of nature, I guess, and quite relaxing when I was finishing that one. Um, number two would probably be Bibra Lake, also in Western Australia. I guess Cottesloe is, you know, we go on the beach, the sand can be soft at times and it can be quite challenging in the heat of summer. Um, I guess Bibra Lake is flat, so I always feel like I can do a quite a speedy time. And my first um, or my favourite parkrun, I would have to say, would be Queenstown in New Zealand. Um, you just cannot beat the scenery there. You're running through um, the Queenstown Gardens beside the lake and the mountains are just absolutely stunning. So I actually was forgetting that I was running. So, but that was a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, it is subjective and we know that. And it can be just where you've had your best experiences. It doesn't have to, you know, your favourite park run doesn't have to be the prettiest or the fastest or, you know, it can just be wherever you had the warmest welcome or the best sausage roll or yeah, warmest yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Sarah and Amanda, thank you very much for chatting to us today. We wish you all the very best with Cottesloe and touristing and look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks for having us, Mel, and we hope to see you and welcome you or anybody over in Cottesloe Park Run sometime soon. Thanks very much, Mel. A pleasure. Definitely. We'll uh, put it on the ever-growing list. Thank you. enjoyed talking to Sarah and Amanda and learning more about Cottesloe Park Run and I really was surprised that there was a coincidental link to City to Surf Ollie. How appropriate. <laughs> I know. I know it was. So thank you ladies and um, I hope I can get to West Australia one day. That would be good. Uh, it, it'll happen. But our Adventurers Club, I've got some stats for you. Excellent. Our numbers haven't changed from last week. Ah, okay. Yeah, we're still on 56 members. Yep. There was 19 members on the Consolidated Club Report and 29 people recorded notties. So that was up slightly from the week before. But yes, yes the Adventurers Club is obviously an – I guess it's official – it's an official, official parkrun affiliated club that you can join on your parkrun profile. 
So feel welcome, everybody out there. You can add it as one of your five affiliated clubs on your Parkrun profile and join us. That's right. And look, I was late to the club membership game. If anyone does need a pointer, just send us a message and we'll let you know how to change your club. I'm sure most, if not all of our listeners are across that, but just in case anyone's like me. You don't even have to, oh, change it. You mean add Mm, one. Add one. Yes. Yeah. Because you can have five. Yes. Hmm. And our not parkrun results this week mm. saw Wyndham Vale once again topping the charts at 53. Well done. Coonwarra in second place with 42 and Campbelltown just, just <laughs> below Cooney on 41. Very close, yes. Long jumping down the list, Shell Harbour, they were down a few from the previous week at 15. Yep. And Toolan Creek had four. Well, hey, for anyone that's doing the S challenges. Um, <laughs> or T. Or T, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Maybe you can read out the uh, edition this week of the New Zealand mm. Not Park Runs, Ollie. I can. And, Mel, those Australian Not Park Run results are impressive, uh, but thanks to Alison, we can share the New Zealand Not Park Run results, which uh, – have given them a bit of a run for their money. Uh, so coming in at top of the uh, New Zealand park runs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is why I asked you to do it. <laughs> Can I record it five times and just... Uh... <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, yeah, coming in top of the New Zealand park runs, Whangarei. Oh, very good. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to give my apologies, as I always do to our New Zealand listeners, um, and I would happily take a bit more education on my pronunciation. Um, second, Hamilton Lake. Oh, I should have mentioned uh, Whangarei, 57 not park runs, mm-hmm. uh, which, um, yeah, actually puts them ahead on the combined Australian-New Zealand listings. Well done. In the trans-Tasman listings. That's right. Yeah, the big cheese. Um, (laughs) No. 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 Okay. The trans-Tasman listings, yes. (laughs) Hamilton Lake is coming in second, a close second on 55. And Millwater, a very strong 35 in third. Uh, So well done to our New Zealand Not Park Runners. Absolutely, um, yeah, showing up the numbers. Hmm. Mel, I I do hope to continue boosting the numbers around the traps uh, across the course of the next week. Uh, But, um, yes, (laughs) dare I say, what what do you have planned coming up next week? Oh, I might run around the block a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about you, Ollie? <laughs> I'm going to – I will um, – well, let's be honest. I'm going to beat myself up for not running around the block a few times. <laughs> uh, hopefully um, I will make it out there. Uh, it's supposed to rain, so that sounds fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. Oh, dear. Um, yes. But we, we, are, we are inching closer and closer in our respective states to coming out of lockdown – Oh, you heard. (laughs) 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 Little birdie, Tom. (laughs) But, yes, we also had some some exciting news on Sunday in Victoria. You did. Uh, We are fast approaching our 80% double vax number that will give us 
more freedoms as, as are you. Oh, yeah. So that's hoping that we we will both be park running for real again by Christmas. And if we aren't here in Victoria, I'm coming to visit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've heard a little thing about a little trend here, but um, I look forward to that, Mel, absolutely. <laughs> it will be exciting and I uh, look forward to everyone having their park run back. You know, um, obviously, uh, hopefully it's been short-lived for the southeast of Tasmania. Uh, but likewise for our Victorian New South Wales and ACT listeners and our New Zealand listeners who were so close to returning as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. We wish you all the best over there too mm. with a speedy return to real parkrun. That's right. And look, uh, this is not intended to be a whinge milk because uh, I think everyone's been in this boat, uh, especially you at times, but uh, dare say – I won't be going to Tassie for a park run next month, uh, but hasn't been cancelled. I won't be going to Queensland for one the month after, but um, should it happen, should things change, I'll, I'll certainly uh, <laughs> reach out. Mm. We just have to stay on our toes and, and uh, you know, keep looking forward to things improving. Yes, and there's still plenty of real park run happening around the country. So we are thankful to everybody who's bringing us all the updates and all the news and keep doing that. Yeah. But, Mel, uh, until the next virtual event and the next catch-up, as always, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. But I think that's it for another week. So we'll see you all next week for more adventures. myself, whatever that means. I know, right? Yeah, and he's like all red in the face and I go, your face colour is clashing with your pants. Yeah, really? And he just went off, totally cracked it. It was so funny. You know how I said he puts like a thick layer of butter on his arrowroot? Yeah, so he like chucked it at me and it missed and it stuck to the window. It was hilarious! <laughs> yeah, yeah! Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like stuck doing admin work until he gets over it, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I know.